Divorce is Not an Option podcast, Stephen James Dixon. Tamara Daracell. Tamara Daracell. That's yes. how we pronounce it. Is that French or Cajun or what is it that? Is, it is Cajun. He is, 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 he, is he from Louisiana? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. Lafayette. Did you ever tell me that? You probably told me Lafayette. Yep. Okay. Is, yep. is, he, is he an LSU fan or he a Texas fan? Uh, he's a Texas fan. He's a Texas boy. I mean, it's all about that Houston. But, but. He so he was born in Lafayette. No, he, his he was born in Houston, but his like whole family is from Louisiana. So it's like half of them in Houston, half of them in Louisiana. His grandmother so moved to Louisiana. I mean to Houston. So he's he's choosing the state of Texas. That's what he's doing. Well, I mean that's that's where he's been all his life. I mean I I haven't been in Louisiana all my life. I still. <laughs> I'm not feeling that, man. Like I'm gonna have to holler at him about that. I didn't know it was like that. I just assumed. He was a Texas boy or something like that. You know, like Texas. I'm, I'm not feeling him, man. I tell, please, <laughs> Whatever. Don't hate please, on Texas. Do not please. hate on Texas. Oh, that's you've right. You've been I'm all not. over the place. So you went to school in Missouri and, you know, whatever. Like he has, was born and raised in what, Texas. How you just going whatever I did? How you just going whatever yeah, I mean, did? you don't even whatever. count. Anyway. <laughs> okay. So you may, you just totally messed up our script. Let me backtrack and ask everybody to be sure to subscribe and follow our pack podcast so you can be automatically alerted see you got me i can't even talk now when we produce new episodes on itunes spreaker.com google play youtube and soundcloud we would love for you guys to know so tell a friend and repost and retweet this podcast for us guess what what i got new headphones because i don't like the way i sound so i'm hoping (laughs) that i was gonna tell you like i got new headphones and i upgraded them a little bit but i wanted to at least have a show where i sound better than you first and then after that i'm gonna tell you (laughs) Don't hate because I always get the good stuff. <laughs> I don't know why you sound better than me on the podcast. So I was like, okay, episode twenty, I'm gonna sound better than her. My headphones is hot. I, I mean, I'm I'm just can't wait to listen to see how I sound. I'm gonna need you to focus on real stuff. <laughs> <laughs> what are we talk about this week? Okay, so normally we just kind of talk um, and give whatever input or feedback that we have on what's going on. But today um, we are trying to issue a challenge for all those podcasters out there. So um, we have our 10 pounds for love challenge. You know what? Um, oh, are you going to get like co- co-author, uh, uh, you know, writing and all that kind of stuff no we have to discuss all of that we have not we have not uh contracted all that out but yes i i'm definitely gonna have to figure that one out i'm gonna have to have my attorney you know (laughs) know what i'm saying we gotta bring it i need my cut you know what i'm saying i know your husband gonna be like oh yeah he'll be like i'm her manager (laughs) (laughs) he's not even gonna tell you he's just gonna start no no he's just gonna have an attorney that he selects Mm-hmm. Contact my attorney and be like, "Yo, where the paper was at? Where the, where the contract that worked at? out?" I ain't mad at that. I ain't mad at. That. I would do the same. Okay, so back to ten pounds for love. Uh huh. Uh huh. Okay, it. so um, we've done some research and we have found that um, one study from Ohio State said that um, in 2011, the study was saying that people gain about 20 pounds <laughs> after getting married. Um, I'm sorry. No, I was agreeing. 
Yes. And so, and um, in reading and doing some other research we found on marriage.com, um, weight gain is one of the top 10 reasons. It's actually number five that people get divorced. So this is a serious topic. Right. I think when we talked about it, I remember, I don't know if it was week before last, where you kind of asked me what was the most difficult thing to talk about. And I said weight gain. And, and this was the reason why. But also, let's take a moment to talk about the differences between why you gain mar- weight in marriage. Do you know why? Have you figured it out yet? You only been married in, you know, a couple months. Well, for me as a woman, I um, had my own how I eat. I didn't eat dinner all the time. Um, and, and I kind of had a food is fuel mentality. So I didn't have to have gourmet meals all the time. And then getting married, um, you know, I'm trying to cook for my man. And so we have dinner every night. And now I'm eating like a man. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's exactly what it is. Like I, I, I explain it to people as like when you're, when you're single, you can, you can just eat whatever or not eat or whatever you exactly. decide. You deciding for yourself. But when you're married, you actually have dinner. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Which means you're going to have some carbs and some starches. You might have some fat sometimes or yeah. whatever, you know? And so you find, and also you don't just eat like, like I might be on a way to stop, grab a taco or something like that when I'm single. But when I'm married now, I call my wife, Hey, what would you like to eat? And then we're going out to eat versus mm-hmm. me just grabbing some sushi from a grocery store. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Now I'm, I'm ordering food. I'm like yesterday I went to, I went to babes yesterday where you get the catfish and the green beans and the corn oh and the mashed God. potatoes and the, you know, you, and that's just the dinner that just comes with the dinner. You yes. know what I mean? For the whole family. And so you just eat totally different when you get married. So it's, so it's not even necessarily when it says that people gain about two pounds a year on average after they get married. It's not even necessarily like saying that it's bad. No, two or pounds a year on average was anybody. Right. That's just that's saying. Just, that's just regular people. That That's so, just regular people. Yeah. So once you get married, it's even higher. Yep. And so, um, so from that, we were just like, okay, so, so uh, gaining weight. Uh, was number five infidelity was number one on that list on marriage.com so i had already kind of started a mindset of thinking that the 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 weight gain uh was negatively impacting um energy sex drive uh affection intimacy all of those types of things attraction attraction yes that's the key word right and just saying okay how can we marry these two things and come up with 10 pounds for love and so you could you can explain a little bit too tamara Okay, so um, we have this challenge that we came up with, um, and we're calling it 10 Steps to Getting Back to Making Love, um, or we're, we're wrapping it in 10 Steps to Getting Back to Making Love. But the whole point, um, the 10 pounds for love, is for us to lose weight all through the end of 2017 um, and work on getting creating healthy habits and a healthy lifestyle and healthier marriages and more intimacy. Yeah, so 10 pounds for love, uh, 10 pounds, we're hoping that people will volunteer and challenge themselves and challenge their spouses to lose one pound a week starting October 22nd. So October 22nd to December 31st is 10 weeks. So that's Sunday to Sunday. And so we're hoping that people will join our challenge and lose one pound a week in hopes of losing weight, gaining more energy, doing fun things together. And having more sex in our marriages, so our marriages, of course, last longer. And uh, we started out uh, our, our first 10 steps. 
we broke down our steps into the first three are, are about eating and what not to eat. And Tamara kind of walk us through those. And then uh, the next couple steps, uh, what, four through seven is more about healthy, working out, exercise, you know, working out together, things like that. And then we'll end up talking about sex, the last four steps. Yep. And so we're going to be, Stephen and I and um, our spouses are going to be participating in, these chal- in this challenge. And everybody's starting on Sunday. Um, and are we ready? You want to just jump into the 10 steps to get back to making love? Step one, Tamara. Okay. Go. So, um, starting with step one, um, on the first week, we want you to focus on the fact that fall is fat season. So we are trying to negate that summer is over. Um, and your beach body goes the way of summer. Um, we sitting on the couch, chilling, it's getting colder. You just cuddle up with your boo. Um, and it's just easy to gain that weight. Um, and so for step one, we want to try to focus on portioning. So smaller portion sizes, um, especially the starches, potatoes, rice, mac and cheese, um, we're going to cut all of that. We're going to c- cut bread completely um, and just focus on having decent portion sizes, um, cutting the carbs and starches in half um, and increasing our veggies and salads by um, by half. So we're going to double the veggie, veggies and salads um, and take up the space that we cut out the carbs and starches with. Okay, so fall is fat season. Like, I love that. Like, you got to just say that. Like, you just kind of <laughs> went through it. But fall is for real fat season. It really <laughs> is. It really is. Because, I mean, the weather gets cooler. We start eating heavier stuff. We don't really care because we can wear big, bulky clothes. And um, we just cover it up and eat. And then all the holidays, the big eating holidays fall in the fall and winter season. And we're not getting, we don't get those, uh, like outside happen to be walking around the mall. It's hot and sunny, sweating. You know, we ain't sweat. We, some people go months without breaking a sweat now when the, when the fall and the winter roll in. Yep. And so fall is definitely fat season. And I bet people gain all their weight from actually from now until the end of the year for the most part. And studies have shown, yeah, people gain an average of two pounds a year. And most of that weight is gained in that holiday season. Are you one of those people, Tamara, that can eat a hamburger without the bread? Yeah, I do. I eat, um, I'll either do like a, um, a lettuce wrapped around the burger or um, I found collard greens. Just some braised greens is really good. Um, if I don't have that option, I'll just, you know, if I'm doing something really quick, I rarely eat fast food. But if I do, I will get a burger and just eat it open face. Take one bun off. Take one bun off. Okay. Uh, tell us some more weird stuff you be doing. <laughs> really? I know you. I just know. You, I just know. My gut just tells me Tamara has some weird eating habits that are not normal, but that are within reason. Like you, can, I, I too can't eat a whole burger these days. Like, like my favorite spot, Twisted Root. I might eat that whole burger, but if I'm anywhere else, especially fast food, I am not eating both sides of the bread i just can't do yeah it. well i try not to eat fast food at all and and um i've cut out red meat um so really if, when i'm talking burger is you know if i do the only place i go to is chick-fil-a um and so then i'll just take one bun off of the chick-fil-a sandwich but i've also found that those sandwiches are kind of high in sodium even the grilled chicken sandwiches 
Um, I don't do fried anything. Um, <laughs> you put me on the spot now because I, I don't eat like I used to eat because <laughs> I got a man and we're not eating the same way. But um, but things that I used to do. Um, okay, so if I did get uh, like. I used to go to Cheesecake Factory and order the portobello mushroom sandwich, and I would eat that open face, and then I would get a side of broccoli instead of the fries. Um, that's a big deal, not getting the fries to go with whatever sandwich or burger you get. Yep, I want to make sure that that we that we sl- that we are slowing down, and hopefully people are taking notes yes. and really like getting that. Okay, and wait, back up sidebar for a second. Okay. You said when I order a burger. But then you said you don't eat meat, so you're really talking about Chick-fil-A. I think Chick-fil-A would be offended that you call this sandwich a burger. Okay. <laughs> so it's chicken sandwich. Um, or even I called, you know, I said the same thing about Cheesecake Factory. It's actually a portobello mushroom. Now they call it a burger, a portobello mushroom burger. That's different. I think that the, the cow on the Chick-fil-A commercial would be offended. Okay. You're right. You're right. The Chick-fil-A. cow probably would. That, but I, that mean, cow be I do veggie burgers. Um so, and I really have tried to limit the amount of chicken I'm eating as well. Um, but so I'm trying to move towards vegetarian. Um, but, you know, I know that's extreme for a lot of people. Somebody probably just stopped listening because I said the word vegetarian. They just cut it off. You should not have said it. You talked about not saying that word before the show, Cameron. <laughs> My bad. I'm like, and even worse is if somebody says vegan. Um, yeah. Everybody's all on My this what the health show. My wife is a, a vegetarian now. Like she hasn't eaten any meat in probably three months besides the one time I barbecued her shrimp. Like she loves shrimp and I barbecued it the way she likes it. And she did eat 20 shrimp, I think over three days one time. She told That's me. awesome. Um, right. But besides that, she's not, she hasn't eaten any meat. Yes. Yeah, so um, I'm really trying to move into that. But the hard part is, especially when you're a vegan, um, so you're cutting out dairy and meat um then it's easy to fill that up with carbs um so you have to recognize that even if you are moving in one direction i mean because there are overweight vegetarians and vegans and you know because if you just gonna eat um a whole bunch of chips and pretzels and whatever as opposed to the cheese then you're still gonna gain weight so the main thing here is to cut out the carbs. Um, when you're talking about just weight gain, for me, cutting out the meat was for health reasons. Um, but if you're just talking about weight loss, those carbs are major. What do you eat for breakfast? Um, generally, I eat either um, a smoothie with um, banana, strawberries, um, spinach, and protein powder and um, almond milk. Um, or... I eat coconut milk yogurt with granola. Uh, is almond milk kind of sweet? It can be. I get unsweetened almond milk. <laughs> I like it. Mm-hmm. I like it. So, I mean, I'm like, it's not supposed to be dessert. But you can get sweetened almond milk. It's it's like a 10, 20 calorie difference. It's not huge, huge. But as much as I drink almond milk, I try to reduce that. And then I heard you say, like, even when you go to Cheesecake Factory, you order your portobello mushroom sandwich, you open face, meaning you only eat one side of the bread, mm-hmm. and then you definitely don't eat the fries. Order a um, side of order broccoli a, or broccoli. some asparagus or something else, a vegetable instead of fries. 
Yeah, the only time I eat fries now is when I order them for my kids and I eat a couple of theirs just to have a couple fries. But I almost never eat fries either. Like I'm really the the, the carbs for me is what really stops me from losing weight. Like yes, all the carbs, all the all the sandwiches I eat and stuff like that. That's that's the killer for me already. And know. that's a lot of people. Um, I'm not a big bread person, so it doesn't even really bother me to eat the open face. But French fries, I love. So I have a really that that's a that's something that's taken time to create the habit to say, okay, can you give me the broccoli instead of the fries? Sometimes it hurts, but I know it's better for me. Where have you successfully ordered like the uh, lettuce wrapped burgers? Like if I assume that you go to Cheesecake Factory and said, can I have a burger with no bread with lettuce that they would just bring it out and like they get that sometimes? Um, I'm sure they do. I haven't done it there as much, but um, Fuddruckers is on the menu. Uh, oh, it mm-hmm. is. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's a, a menu option. Um, but for the most part, um, yeah, if you order it, they'll do it. Do you make your husband taste all this stuff? Because my wife like will order a veggie burger with. I, I'm sure she would love to go to Fuddruckers and order a veggie burger with lettuce wrap and basically try to force me Annie Mae style to <laughs> eat to taste the burger. Actually, I don't have a problem with that. He likes trying new things, so um, he'll taste it, you know. Um, That's not going to be what he orders, (laughs) but... I I don't want to taste that stuff. I don't want to taste it. You don't have a problem tasting it. And we, I mean, just like, (laughs) we had veggie burgers. I I, I got a veggie burger um, the other night, and um, he he had half of it. And you know what? Um, And that's one point I want to make sure we make, too, is if you love burgers and you love fries, just make it at home. Like, that will just save some calories and some fats. It's a huge difference whether you eat something. I mean, you can go to In-N-Out Burger because they never freeze their things. And, you know, it's a little bit fresher. They cut. I think they cut all the potatoes at the store. Yeah, but what you don't realize is um, those good fries are actually like double fried. Like they fry them, then they dry them out and shake out the oil, and then they like refry them. And um, that's what makes them so good and crunchy and fattening. At, at In N Out Burger? No, just period. Like restaurants. That's generally how they make oh. fries. Oh, okay, okay. That's why we are in agreement with saying that it's a lot better just making yes, it at home. Yes, it is. Um, and if you can bake them, even better. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I really spend a lot of time finding the fries that say bake. I don't, they don't necessarily say bake anymore. Now it sounds like you could just bake them. My wife has this stone uh, dish or something that we uh, put fries on the bacon. They turn out, you know, crispy enough for me. And so uh, definitely folks should try that. Exactly, exactly. Um, and one thing that I just said that um, my husband and I do sometimes is splitting a meal. Like um, when you go out to eat, those portion sizes are not one meal size. So when you go out to eat, if you guys can agree on one plate, get that one plate, split it in half, and that's closer to a portion than eating that whole how, plate. How hard is it to to agree on one por- one one plate? We like pretty much the same thing, so it's not it's not bad. The, um, it was a difficult thing when I was eating beef because I used to love steak, and he doesn't he doesn't eat me like that. So um, I I would just crave steaks, and he would be like, "I'm good." But we're, we're yeah, it's not too bad now. How about y'all? Uh, it's difficult only because my wife 
doesn't eat a um, lot. Of, my wife, number one, before she was a vegetarian, she didn't eat beef. She didn't eat pork. She doesn't eat chicken on the bone. So her transition has not been significant. She basically just eats seafood and and chicken breast and turkey breast. Like that's it anyway. Um, and so uh, for some reason, actually, having said that, she would probably say that often, oftentimes that um, we will tend to order kind of the same thing, but we never think of sharing a meal because what i always do is i just take my food the next day like if i don't eat yeah. it all i just use it as yeah. lunch for the and next that's day. another way to do it just cut your meal in half get it to go box put it immediately before you eat put that half in the to-go box and only eat the half that's left um that's another way to do that but yeah i mean we both like generally fish we both love fish so um we're pretty good at it liking the same thing but let's move on to the second one no wait wait that's another good point i just want to make sure people getting these these jewels that you dropping you just said that as soon as the food comes to the table go ahead and ask for your to-go box right now and split that meal in half up front. yes because sometimes i'm always too like let me get one more right. bite. let me get one more bite you know what i mean and if you split it up front and you just say to yourself so these are all tools and advice and jewels that we're saying hey these are some of the things that we're actively doing to, that helps us you know save save a couple calories save some weight eat a little bit more healthy ask for and i always like even when i'm out like say for example i go somewhere where i'm getting catfish i'll i'll ask can i have you know like you said i'll can i have the asparagus on the side sometimes like you go to papa those you order the catfish basket or something like that i still i'm still i love catfish and i'll just say hey let me have the the asparagus on the side and i won't really eat the fries i'll you know force myself to eat all my asparagus first and then i might get a couple fries after that but i'll be tossing fries away i really had to let papados go um because the only thing that i was able to eat there was the tilapia i mean not no the greek salad and i would either put tilapia or salmon on it um and i'm more and more reading that tilapia is not good for you um man they said they said that tilapia be coming from vietnam yes and <laughs> in a swamp yes, somewhere and they feed in them tilapia like crazy stuff so um so I'm like, if there's only one thing on the menu that is not a million calories that I can eat, um, I try to avoid it. And the other thing is I love Papado's drinks um, and the swap things. That's a lot of calories, too. Um, and that's one thing that people don't think okay, about so a lot is how how many calories are you drinking? Yes. Yes. I don't have that problem. I don't drink. So, yeah, we talk about 10 steps to getting back to making love. Um, hashtag 10 pounds for love. Uh, we on our first step, spent a lot of time on that because I felt like we were dropping a lot of, you know, things that people could actively do. Um, so first step, Tamara walked us through was fall is fat season. Remember that for the rest of the year, you in deeply involved in fat season um, because we're not walking around as much. We're not outdoors shopping at the mall. We're not doing all that stuff as much. And we're not getting, the you know, the calories that we get to sweat from from being out hot somewhere. Um, and so, yeah, fall is fat season. I, I, I just keep saying that line. I love it so much. I think that's a great line. <laughs> so if you do uh, that just for the first week, if you just cut your carbs in half, at least in half, you should lose a pound. Yep. You cut your carbs in half. And then other point we made on that one was smaller portion sizes. Step two is what? watch what you put right. in your mouth. Right. Um, so we've now cut back on the carbs and each step, mind you, is building on the ones before. So just because you get to step two doesn't mean step one is done. Step one is starting one habit and then now you're on step two and you're continuing with one habit and starting a new one. Um, 
So um, now that we've cut back on carbs um, and that's, you know, cutting down on something, let's focus on what else it is that we're putting in our mouth. Um, And one thing is American society, one, all activities are surrounded by food or or kind of centered around food. Um, And two, we act like food is entertainment. Um, And food is fuel. You eat to stay alive. You eat to live. You do. You should not live to eat. Um, you guess what I'm saying? Yeah, and and that's kind of step two and step three kind of together. We kind of oh, run them bad. in together I a little go. bit. Right, right. Food, uh, food is fuel is not is step three. So really, step two. I think if you talked about it from an overall, how do you how you how we kind of talked about it and envisioned. Um, there are bad things that go right. in your mouth that we kind of talked about doing better about the bad things you put right. in your mouth. And then we kind of talk about in step two about learning to put more good things in your mouth. Like I, 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 um, the roasted Brussels, Brussels mm-hmm. sprouts I'm hearing is good. I'm still afraid to try Seriously? them. Can you, can you speak to them? I'm, I'm afraid. Like, I don't know. It's something about the Brussels sprouts. I, I can't do. love Brussels sprouts. And I will say I have not, I have been trying, my mama makes amazing Brussels sprouts and I haven't quite gotten them to how, whatever she does to them. But um, Brussels sprouts, start out at a restaurant and get Brussels sprouts. That's what I would say to kind of adjust to them. Um, they are so good. And then that gives you the idea of how to cook them at home. Um, but yes, Brussels sprouts are great. I love asparagus. Um, you you mentioned green beans, um, spinach. And I really love spinach salads. Like I, we just buy spinach from the store and just throw it in there and some cranberries and some nuts and um, some baked salmon and just make a salad. My wife takes spinach and she adds like this uncured turkey uh, bacon and um, she like uh, sears it in, in a skillet, like just kind of. You know, with, with, and I don't know if she uses butter or Pam or what she does, but it's like wilted spinach, you know, and it's good. Um, like I said, she does the roasted uh, vegetables. She just roasts uh, like anything, like carrots, you know, the Russell sprouts, just all vegetables. She one of the people that eat all the vegetables, everything, you know what I mean? Yeah, so I'm the same She way. just throw everything eat that. Not me. I'm not. I like love that. That <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yes, I, I love my asparagus, my spinach, my green beans. I can't do the Brussels sprouts yet. I'm going to try those. I love smoked asparagus. I get that sometimes a spot called Central Market. So uh, definitely um, to the people listening out there, make sure you're you're cognizant of not only what bad things you put in your mouth, but also the good things that you have to start increasingly put in your mouth. Yes. Um, one of the things we talked about, too, on step two was just point blank, just give up the fast food for the last 10 weeks. Yes, that is major. Um, especially someone who goes to, um, eats fast food regularly. Um, and this requires some planning. Um, this yes. requires that you do some meal prep. Um, Sunday, you may need to pack lunches for the next couple of days. Um, or whatever it is that you need to do. Take your weekend to stop and plan out what you're going to eat for the week because otherwise you end up hungry and it's, you know, the middle of where, you know, the middle of the week and you are not at home and then you stop into McDonald's and grabbing, you know, some chicken McNuggets. Um, but if you plan, then you avoid those kind of situations. Yeah. And, and when I say, and we talked about planning too, on this step, we talked about planning to eat more fruit, um, like take an apple with yes. you to work and eat the apple. 
that the apple's not for decoration or you don't wait till you hungry or wait till you crave an apple. You just eat the apple. So I keep snacks um, in my bag, um, like fruit, um, apples. I love the little cuties. Um, actually, um, the tuna packets, um, they have tuna packets that are flavored lemon pepper or ranch style or whatever that are like 80 to 100 calories a packet. And um, you could just eat that with some veggies, some raw veggies. Um, there's a whole bunch of different things that, you know, you can just keep the little baby carrots. Um, you know, you can just carry that around um, in a lunch bag or I actually carry this kind of stuff in my purse. <laughs> but um, but that way, you know, when I'm hungry, I have something and I'm not trapped and and feeling like I need to run Chick-fil-A. Step three, what we're talking about on fuel is fuel, kind of mentioned it a little bit, but the main point we want to make there too is that weight loss is mostly about eating yeah, right. Yeah, and I want to I want to back up about- um, before we go to step three um, and talk about um, the fact that this is a lot for people who are not used to eating um, healthy like this, and um, it's okay to have one cheat meal a week, um, but recognize that that's cheat meal, that's not cheat day. Um, and it's once a week and you can, um, and even still kind of use some, um, you know, like don't, don't go crazy with it. Um, but you can have, you know, one cheat meal where you, um, splurge a little bit where you, you know, maybe you have your French fries once a week. Um, but it's not like, you know, the, the, what is the largest size at McDonald's? (laughs) <laughs> whatever exactly, that thing that is big red thing. so you know it's it's a medium fry um and so um and preferably still the one that you cooked at home um but you know so still enjoy your life but but um recognize that you have to kind of temper that a little bit and be moderate about it okay i've gotten better i've gotten better at at uh tasting dessert yes like i don't need to eat the whole i got and i will say seasons 52 is um, one of my favorite restaurants because they have the shooters for dessert. Like, and th- that is my weakness. Um, while I can, I can eat, I eat dressing. I mean, I eat salad with no dressing. Um, I just love vegetables. I'm, I, I can eat healthy, but sweets, my sweet tooth is, is my weakness. So, um, I'll do a shooter from seasons 52, those things. And, and as tiny as those are, those are 300 calories. I don't even know what a shooter You know, is. like a shot glass. It's like a dessert in a shot glass. Oh, is that yeah. what it is? Okay. Okay. I mean, I knew what a shooter was as far as a drink, but I didn't know that they were having desserts. Exactly. So some restaurants, you know, are doing that now, but I know Seasons 52, like all of theirs are, and they're really, I mean, it's like, you know, red velvet cake, pecan pie, um, you know, real good desserts that are in a shot glass that helps your portioning because you think, oh, that's tiny, but that's 250, 300 calories in a little shot glass. So think about if you're eating a whole piece of pecan pie with whipped cream on top, how many calories that is. Okay, so we spent a majority of the time talking about what you eat because experts have said that 70 to 80% of weight loss is exactly what you eat. Not necessarily working out. We'll transition now to working out. But just know that 78%, especially as you progress in age, because your metabolism gets slower, right. it is what you eat. So we definitely have to watch for the bad stuff we put in our mouth and focus more on the good stuff we put in our mouth. 
Um, step number four is just prioritizing a workout schedule. Just learning that working out is not like I'm a work. I'm a workout. Like working out is not. Uh, I'm gonna figure out when to work out. Yeah, I was gonna say it's not. I'm in the gym 24 hours a day, but you have to you have to create workouts um, that are you know maybe 30 minutes um, a day to start out with, and you have to you have to schedule, put it in your calendar. You know, from 12 to 12.30 at lunch every day or from 6 to 6.30 when I get home every day, I am going to do this. Right. It's not It's not like – I think some people just work out when it's mm-hmm. convenient or when they have never extra convenient. time. Or, right. It's never convenient. You never have extra time. You, For the most part, uh, the majority of people, average person, doesn't have like – you can't just have a mindset, yeah, this weekend I'll get right. a workout in. You know what I'm saying? You got to say on Saturday from 10 to 11, I'm going to work day. out, you know, and t- every day or, you know, just you have to plan. And so the the step again is called prioritizing workout time, meaning that you have to take some of your free time and say, I'm going to use some of my free time, some of my time on Facebook, some of my time on Instagram, some of my time playing video games, some of my time just talking on the phone to friends or whatever, some of my time, you know, just hanging out at the bar, having a drink. I'm going to take 30 minutes of that time back and prioritize working out over doing something, you know, fun. Exactly. And think of it as um, a job or, you know, something that, that is just a staple of your day. You just have to do it. Step five. Tamara, okay. So step five is finding the fun in fitness. Um, so now that we found the time um, or created the time that we're going to work out, we're going to create fun ways to work out. Um, and some of that, you know, I, I know sometimes schedules are difficult. Um, wife works here, husband works there. Um, our wife hates the gym. Husband is a gym rat. Um, so there are some, you know, different personalities and schedules and things going on, but find the stuff that you enjoy doing. Um, I like to dance. I like yoga. Um, those are the things that I enjoy. I really am not, I used to be a gym rat, but more and more, the older I get, the less I want to just be in a gym with the machines. Um, so I try to find those workouts. My husband just bought us, um, bikes. And so we've been bike riding together, which is something we both enjoy doing. Um, so we have, you know, we scheduled out our own workout time separately and then we schedule a workout time together. Yeah, it's um actually walking together and biking together is way more fun than what you it think is. it is. For the people that don't do it, just 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 going outside and walking together with your spouse for 30 minutes, you know, and cracking jokes or just being out, just doing something together, good quality time, good fun, good investment of energy, you know, um it's 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 so much more fun than what you would think. Like you just think we're going on a walk, but Whenever you see people walking, don't they appear to be happy? Don't they appear to be, you know, like they 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 taking their free time and they doing something constructive with it and they're going to be healthy from it. And so finding the fun and fitness is finding out what things that you can do that are not, you know, perceived to be some hard. If you're not the, the super workout king or the gym rat, like Tamara says, walk together, ride bikes together. I got a couple that play softball together every weekend, uh, play basketball together. Um, working out doesn't have to be, you know, P90X in the morning every day. The other thing too, I always talk about when I talk about things like this is I like for people to find something that they can consistently yes. do. And P90X is not going to be consistent for the no, average person. No, it's, it's a lot on the body. Um, 
And and it gets for me, it gets boring after you've done it for thirty days and you gotta do it again for another or ninety days or whatever it is. Um but I will say um walking together is a good way to just decompress from your day and just spend time together. Um a lot of the issues in marriage is just that you don't really have the time to just be together. And that's a great way to just be together. Yep. And step six, workout for health increases energy. Um, health.com states exercise boosts endorphins, which lift your mood and can increase your energy. Not to mention that being toned, toned, and get, get the muscles up, make some people feel, make some people feel sexier. And so we're talking about, again, eating right. Now we're talking about being healthy and talking about how health, being healthy, uh, provides you more energy. Um, you know, you, you learn how to not be some lazy person laying on the couch every day. You don't pick up bad habits. And, uh, again, our ultimate goal is to increase the sexual activity in our marriages. Yeah. So, I mean, working out just makes you feel better about yourself. Sometimes the hardest thing is just getting off the couch and getting just that walk started. But once it's done, you always feel amazing. You're always thankful that you did it. Yeah. WebMD says, when you make time to take care of your body and relationships, it pays off in many ways, including more fun in the bedroom. Your brain is one of your best sex organs. So when you think that you're sexy, and that's and that's a real thing that a lot of our couples, a lot of couples that I meet with, um, they walk into this thing, they've gained the weight, they don't feel sexy anymore, therefore they don't want to have sex. So that's one of the big problems that we face in marriages. If you don't feel sexy yourself, then how can you expect your partner to feel sexy about you? And then the sex suffers. And I had to tell a couple this just this week that we have to have sex. Like this is sex is what's the difference between my marriage and my relationship with anybody else that's walking yeah. the face of the earth. It's what makes my marriage relationship different and unique. And it's also beyond the physical act. It is the act that can, that joins us mentally, emotionally, you know, we connect spiritually, all of that thing. And so those are the things. And I think too, when I have couples that are not having sex, one of the things I look at is, is how they're not connected. They're not really, they're not willing to compromise. They're not feeling each other. It's just another dude now, another chick now, if you're not having sex. Exactly. Um, and, you know, working out can um, give you better orgasms and um, just give you a more fulfilling sex life. And, and one point that you made before um, that really struck me was that um, a lot of times when a partner is dissatisfied with an the other partner because they've gained weight, they are not necessarily um, all about you have to hit X amount of pound goal and you have to lose 20 pounds or whatever, but they just want the partner to do something. So just the act yeah. of actually putting forth the effort when the partner sees that can make the partner more attractive. Yeah. Uh, eight years of relationship coaching. Um, I would say, and I get a lot of couples where uh, weight gain is a, is a major issue. Um, and number one, either they don't talk about it because it's hurtful. Um, or, or number two, when they do talk about it, they are hurtful. Like the other thing about weight gain, we have to have a whole show probably about like it is either not talk about it at all or since they weren't talking about it just over time, mm -hmm. the resentment builds in and now the communication mm -hmm. is very hurtful. 
you know, and it's like it's like no area in between I found in couples. Like it's no, it's no, and that's why I said it's the most difficult thing to talk about. Is because we don't know how to have a regular conversation about, hey boo, hey honey, you know, you you gained a couple pounds. You know what I'm saying? What can we do to start eating better together? Or can we start working out? Those conversations are just not happening in no, our marriage. But even even being sensitive and saying something like that is still going to be taken um, uh, offensively. Yep. People just people are just offended by it. And I, and, I, and I had to actually tell a couple this week, like, I don't believe in unconditional <laughs> love. I don't know. That's a whole other podcast. I don't believe in that. <laughs> I just do the whole podcast. Yes, you really did. I don't, I don't you really did. I don't believe in it. It's got it's got to be conditions for me. You're like I don't I don't even understand that like whole thought process of love me no matter what you I know, change. We into. have to do a podcast you know what on like, I don't, what what divorce is not an option means. Mm-hmm, right. And, you know, just the, the quick thought of that is divorce is not an option. That means that we have to solve exactly. our problems in our marriage. Right. And so if my partner's gaining weight, then I have to be man enough to go to them or woman enough to go to them in a very calm manner, a very non attacking manner and say, hey, honey, what can we do to help? What can I do to help? Um, What are we struggling with? You know, what what can we do to help prioritize working out as 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 something for us? And just saying to them, like, I I, I want you I want to be attracted. You know, I want to be attracted to you. And that's and, a difficult conversation. Yeah. The I, other, yeah. the other side of that coin is, um, for those people who got married and a partner was overweight and, um, over time at some point it wasn't as attractive anymore. That's a hard one to deal yep. with. And so, um, that's a very difficult to deal with. I mean, like, it's just that's this whole thing is about, man. This whole thing is about. I, I was just with a couple a couple weeks ago, and the husband was just like, "I'm just no longer attracted to my wife as she once was. She's gained a lot of weight, and I don't know what to do about it." Like, and he really came to me humble, like, "I don't know what to do about it." But he had not yet really had a constructive conversation with his wife about what to do about the weight, you know. So what had happened was he kind of brought it up in a manner of, "You need to go lose weight." you know, very attacking took, she took it very personal to now she just closes up in her little se- her little shell. And, you know, is not willing to go out there and do things. Whereas I approach weight gain. Like I said, a, a couple of weeks ago, I approach it as a problem in the marriage as I approach all problems in marriages. And so if someone uh, is not affectionate, I told a woman this week, I had a woman this week. I said, you have to be more affectionate. You know, I told a man a couple of weeks ago, Hey, you, you've got to learn how to have better communication. You got to increase your communication. You have to be a loving husband to which the husband said to me, well, what does that mean? Give me some examples of being a loving husband. So if I could tell a husband to be a more loving husband, I could tell a wife to be more affectionate Then I should be able to tell a spouse that yeah, you need to lose weight, you know? And so, and yes. And, and like you were kind of mentioning earlier, like you were mentioning earlier, uh, for the most part, 90% of people that I talk to, they weren't like my partner has to lose yeah. 52 pounds. You know what I mean? My partner needs to move. My partner needs, I, I've calculated my partner <laughs> needs to lose 37 pounds. It wasn't like that. They were just like, could they show some effort in losing weight and maintaining, you know, a certain level of attraction so we can continue to have sex? Like, like, and the reason why I don't believe in unconditional love is because I have to be attracted to you. And I can't. Me being attracted has nothing to do with my heart. Yeah. You know, like, I, I, I love my wife. I'm into my wife. I'm in love with my wife and things like that. But sometimes I just need one. I want to see a fat booty. You know what I mean? Like, I want to see, you know what I mean? Like, and not a, you know what 
All my brothers, I said, know what I mean when I say fat booty. I ain't talking about the fat booty. Let's bring it back in. (laughs) Yes. Bring it back. Bring it back. Okay. So uh, week seven is Thanksgiving. Um, So we need to focus on um, we have spent, you know, the six steps or season step seven. We spent the six steps before um, hopefully losing one pound a week. And um, now we get to Thanksgiving and you decide you're just going to throw down. Um, that is not, you're just going to totally reverse all of your progress. So let's focus on making Thanksgiving dinner one cheat meal and not a whole cheat week or weekend. So um, let's be careful about what we're putting in and then continue to exercise and work out during Thanksgiving. Do your walk right after dinner. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people, you know, we have more free time Thanksgiving weekend. So a lot of times we take that free time to mean that we need to sit down on the couch and watch a football game all day. Whereas we can get in a, a workout when we have, a, we as we grow older, we need to look at how we spend our time differently. And we got to be more strategic. You got to plan more appropriately. We got to prioritize our time. So you have to tell yourself in advance, I'm going to eat good on Thanksgiving. Maybe I could take a 30-minute walk on Thanksgiving, then another 30-minute walk on Friday when I'm not working. Nobody works on Thursday and Friday. So we should be able to. So, you know, try yeah, to and you can make it a family there. activity. Um, and then also take that some of that extra time that you have to communicate with each other and, and do a check, a, a health check on your marriage and do an assessment. Hey, we've been going through this program trying to get to more intimacy. How are we doing right now? You know what we're going to do, too? Um for the next three, we'll just do those next week because we got to spend more time on sex. So let's just list them out. Let the next three number step eight would be resetting sexual expectations. I have some couples who just get off track. I got some couples who just don't know how much sex they should have. So we'll talk about resetting expect expectations sexually. Yep. And then step nine was scheduling a sexual yes. experience. Um you want to no, add, I just I love that. that like quick? let's let's just schedule some time <laughs> and make it make it happen and and make it a, an experience and not just oh it's nine o'clock let's do it. Yeah, yeah. And when I say scheduling sex, people just think that it means like okay nine o'clock you know put it in. You know what I mean? Like no, that's not what it is when we're talking about scheduling a sexual experience. And so I'm not going to tell it all this week, but it's an experience, not just sex. And then uh, the last step, step, step ten was just be freak nasty for the for the husband, for the wife. Just just experiment a little bit. Just try to do something different. Don't do the same thing all the time. Don't think that same stroke is gonna work forever. Right. <laughs> you know. And so we'll talk about that too. Just um, we have to. I might have to do a little bit more research on that. So I just don't come on the podcast and just say yeah, don't be <laughs> and just be freak nasty. Like maybe we can actually come up with some um. Okay, so we'll really dig into that next week. Yeah, yeah, we'll really Let's do some research on advising couples. Maybe there's some sex experts that we can, you know, do some research on, talk to some of them or something like that, and see if we can offer some more advice on that. So, uh, close it out, cool. Well, um, like we said at the beginning of the program, um, we would appreciate if you guys would subscribe and follow the podcast um, on iTunes, Spreaker.com, Google Play, YouTube and SoundCloud. Tell a friend, repost and retweet this podcast for us. And remember, 10 pounds for love. Hashtag 10 pounds for love. We're going to lose this 10 pounds before the end of the year. Thanks. Thanks, everybody. Divorce Not Bye. Option Podcast.
Bye, y'all. Oh, hey, y'all, this week. I think you forgot y'all. <laughs> Bye, y'all. <laughs>